The following is a Furnish Brothers production. This is the Talking Buds Podcast. NHL is back. The Toronto Maple Leafs are back. And that can only mean one thing. The Talking Buds are back. We are back. Yes, yes, we are, buddy. Yes, we are. And you know what? It's time for one thing and one thing only, Ryan. Do the honors. Yes. Yes, let's go. It's been a and while, man. It has a it's long been... time, a long, long time, and we got it's like a, yeah, like a month and a half since our last show. Oh man, I almost have to apologize for my maybe my performance early on. I might be a little rusty, but once we get deep down talking about this team, you know, all that passion will just get boiled back up to the surface, and well, we are back. We are going to talk about this in great depth on this episode, but we are about to go, Ryan, from no hockey to non-stop NHL playoff hockey, and I'm here for it. Yeah, it's a, it's a better's dream, too. All day, yeah, that's every right. day. Yeah, you're going to be right into that aspect oh. of it. To be quite honest with you, pro sports in general through the month of August is a better's dream. Oh yeah. It's it's just a fan's dream in general. Like this is it's gonna be epic. It's crazy. Alright, before we get into it, how you been, man? Doing the same crap I always do. You know, I like I like to come on here and have some exciting new stories and interesting things that have happened in my life, but to be honest with you, it's the same old crap over and over again. What about you? I also don't have much new to report. I am salivating at the thought of pro sports coming back and something to watch. Like we've talked about it many times on the show before. You and I work two completely different jobs. You're out on your feet all day long. I'm your standard office nine to five. But since COVID hit, I've been working from home. So it's like the working from home thing is love hate for me. But I'm ready for something new to energize me and the National Hockey League, the National Basketball Association, and Major League Baseball are here to do just that. It's going to be wall-to-wall for three months. Unbelievable. Almost unbelievable. I know. I can't even believe it. I can't believe it either, buddy. It might be a couple sick days in the works. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna need some. You're you're hoping for some rain. Yes, that's what you're hoping for. Praying for yeah. some rain and and maybe maybe the odd little sick day. Yes, yes, you might get an upset tum. Yeah, yeah, might get a might get a, stay home. a headache that I can't deal with. Yeah, a migraine. Yes, yes, because if if it's if it's a migraine, 
then people are like, oh, oh, it's a migraine. He can't even open his eyes. No, no, the light, the the light yeah, hurts exactly. But if it's if it's a headache, people are like, suck it up. You're fine. Take a couple of Tylenol. Yeah, this I gotta get out of working somehow on an epic day or that I can't miss because there's yes, gonna be a couple yes. of them. Oh, there is gonna be a couple that's, of them. And we are here to talk damn about sure. exactly that. So we're gonna get into it, Ryan. The last time we spoke on here, we were talking about the NHL and their return to play tournament, which they outlined the play in round and the round robin for the top four teams. And we were going on about how epic it's going to be and speculating and hub cities and what's it going to be. And we have answers to all those questions now. Training camps have officially opened today. All teams are in their respective cities, which is kind of sketchy, but whatever. I don't want to think about it. Listen, if you're one thing I want to, I want to make clear before we really get on the road here is we all know the elephant in the room. Okay. COVID sketchy, but I don't, I don't want to start talking about, I don't want to be a Debbie downer with COVID. It kind of goes without saying that if they have an outbreak, the whole thing's going to get shut down and that goes for all pro sports leagues. So let's operate and trust that, the National Hockey League, Gary Bettman, Bill Daly have put a plan in place to hopefully try and prevent an outbreak in one of the hub cities. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, man. I, I said that even going back to last episode. We Everybody's experienced it. We can all have that conversation of how things are going to work. And it's not, it doesn't even pertain to the NHL. It's if someone's going back into a workplace or in the office, it's, it's the same thing. Like if, if an outbreak happens, if one person gets it, then it puts everyone at risk. Everyone can have that conversation. We are doing the show today to talk about what we love to talk about. And that is the Maple Leafs. And we are going to operate under the assumption that everything is going to be okay. Because yes. I don't want to, I don't want this to hold me down. I don't want to be like, oh, well, what if? No, like everything's kind of laid out now. We all kind of know we had line combinations getting tweeted out today. Like, let's not, let's not have this hold us down. Like, I am ready to move forward and operate under the assumption that this thing is happening. Excellent. Now that we got that out of the way, as I was saying, training camps open today. Teams will be in camp for a couple of weeks. And then on July 26th, they will travel to the hub cities. The hub cities, Ryan, Toronto, who will host the Eastern Conference, and Edmonton, who will host the Western Conference. The National Hockey League clearly took a look at what was going on in the U.S. with COVID right now and the massive outbreak happening in places like Florida and We were here in Vegas there for a little bit, and they just said, you know what? Canada seems to have this thing under control. Let's do the two hub cities in Canada. And quite frankly, I think that's a really, really smart decision. You know what? As as dumb as this may sound, I I didn't really even think of that because I've been on the record being like, I don't really care where the hub cities are. Like, what makes the difference? But when you bring that comment in, it, it, it... I didn't even think of that. Like, what the hell? Like, of course, why wouldn't you want to go to a country that has this a little more uh, figured out than the other one? So now that you do say that, I'm like, oh, man, 
that that probably makes sense. Yep. So in what they're calling the bubble, there will be two hotels in Toronto that will house all the teams from the Eastern Conference, two in Edmonton that will house all the teams from the West. The Conference Finals and Stanley Cup Finals will be played in Edmonton, so the last um, two remaining teams from the Eastern Conference will travel to Edmonton. And I think this is great. I'm really stoked on it. Um, I was listening to Chris Johnston talk about the protocols within the bubble, Ryan. This this is super interesting. He, he referred to it as quote, five-star jail. Players are not permitted to leave the premises for any reason other than an extenuating circumstance, which is basically a family emergency. If you're having a health issue and you need to go to a hospital or whatever, that's about it. So if you're Austin Matthews, you're getting your room at the Royal York, and other than going to your designated conference room, you're not allowed to leave. Yeah, that's that's the way it's got to be. You know, I find this very interesting. This is the first time that these guys who who are lucky enough to have a career playing professional sports have to kind of like eat a taste of being like, I got to do this for my job instead yep. of just showing up training. Like that that stuff's all fun. Like you, you, training's fun to some guys. Like that's a part of your job. You You travel, but you get to live the life. You're making millions or a very good uh, pay but this is the first time that all these guys in these leagues it's like I I have to put myself in a bubble like that's the word everyone's using because that's my job and I get paid to do that so I find it kind of interesting that it's like these guys are getting like humbled and it's like you better stay in that room man like don't be an idiot don't be an idiot well and he, he was also asked and confirmed that the same... So the Canadian government has rules in place, and this was reported last week about the Blue Jays, and apparently the same rules for the NHL players will apply, where if you are caught breaking quarantine, so if someone gets... If a picture leaks of someone out at a club or doing what they shouldn't be doing, you could get fined up to $750,000 and face potential jail time. And also just completely trash your reputation. Yes, yes, like, and like, let your team down. Yeah, let your team down, let your fan base down, and look like a complete dummy in front of the whole world. Yeah, I know. Add that on top of that, too. Right, oh, so... buddy, it, if I was... I'm telling you, if I was a disciplinary for a team, oh, you better stay in that room, pal. Bring all your Xbox, bring everything. Bring everything you yep. need. Don't leave that yep. room. Yep, 100% agree, man. And... We don't know, like, the details of, like, what sort of entertainment's going to be available to these guys. Like, uh, with the NBA, everyone's staying in their bubble, which is at Disney World. There's been um, reports that, you know, they're going to show movies that haven't been released in theaters yet. They're going to bring in, like, live music acts. and like, Yeah, yeah, there, there was a report that these guys. They, had, they had, like, a little show with a bunch of DJs show up, and, like, one guy showed up to the event. <laughs> Yikes. Right. Yeah, Yikes. so it's like... But, so, but while these guys are paid a lot of money and it's it, it is only a temporary thing, that's gotta it's gonna be hard on you mentally, man. Because like if you're not playing or practicing, you're you're in that little hotel room. Yeah, no doubt. And so no doubt, it's it, it's being stuck in one place isn't easy for anyone. But 
Man, this is the first time in your life where it's like, you know what? I make a lot of dough. Maybe I just need to stay in my room. Yep. Yep. And you're just like just remembering that you're putting literally everyone at risk by going out. Yeah. To go to the club. And and you got to remember too, like all these teams, like like aren't like they're not going to be. Some teams aren't going to be there for as long as other teams too, right? Right. Like it's going to be the right. teams that that make it further that are going to endure it longer, but the, the hopes of winning something might help a little bit, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. The next date on our calendar, Ryan is July 28th to 30th. Each team will play an exhibition game. At this point, we do not know who the Leafs will be playing, but each, they wanted an exhibition game to sort of get the legs going and get the timing back and get, in rhythm, so that's going to be happening. I wonder who the Leafs will be playing. I'm guessing it'll be like the Habs or something. Yeah, like one of the other Eastern teams that are there. Um, they'll probably just mix it up a little bit, and that'll be that. That'll be interesting. A little gear up. Those will be important. Be interesting like that. Those won't be your average exhibition games. No, no. Like you got to You got to get those legs moving, buddy. Yep. Like August first. The round robin and qualifying round begins, and I only have one thing to say to you, buddy. 52 games in nine days. Yeah, that is... Whoa. I repeat, 52 games in nine days. I'd be How many parlays are you going to be throwing down? Oh well, you gotta be smart. Like for all my all, for all my betters that have learned their lesson, uh, going through kind of the trial and error of how to not lose money. Like you got you got to pick your spots. But man, if I'm a player, like heading into this thing, like this is the most. It's like the greatest hockey tournament that's ever been assembled. Yep, hundred like percent. You will never play in a better hockey tournament. There's no better tournament in the in the world than this. Yep. Hundred like, percent. You look. You look at the schedule. Ryan and I are both looking at the the NHL released like an official grid. You all you got to do is type it in on Google, and you can find it. And it is just from August first to August 9th, It is wall to wall hockey. Yeah, yeah, it, unbelievable. Five six games per day. Yeah, and and some some really good series, and then some of them are kind of like that top four team matchup, which I mean, if you're just a straight up like diehard NHL hockey guy, you, you could sit and like watch every single like minute of everything. And that's just yeah. what, when, when do you ever get a chance to do that? You know, no, it's know. under it's crazy. horrible circumstances, but like, this is like crazy. So it's been reported once again by Chris Johnson, my and our personal favorite Leaf reporter, that the typical schedule for an opening round will look something like this. 12 p.m., 2 p.m., 4 p.m., 6.30 p.m., 8 p.m., and 10.30 p.m. Wow. Sit on your couch. Pick up a case of water. Pick up some snacks. And don't move, yeah, folks. Yeah, especially if you're if you're one of those individuals who are who are uh, working at home full time right now. You got to yep. prioritize. 
prioritizing oh, yeah. is very important because I know if I was 100%. working at home, I'd have a very, very difficult time doing that. Yes. And don't forget, like, there's another, there's, there's other sports, too. Like, this yeah, is, well, that's this is the crazy. Thing, right? Like, this is actually what, nuts. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's like, if you're like, I don't feel like watching hockey right now. Oh, the NBA is doing the exact same thing. Yeah, bring every television you have in your house into one room. Yes. And just yes. fire up the screens. Yes. Laptops. Oh. Every, any Yeah, any screen you have. Any screen that you have that you can play any sort of game on, you, you haul yeah. that into one room. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Just nuts, so, man. This epic tournament begins on August 1st. Game one of Leafs Blue Jackets will happen on August 2nd. We don't have official time for it yet, but we know it is happening on that day. I'm not, I don't really want to, we still have a couple weeks till this starts, Ryan, and we've got tons of time to analyze the series and matchups. So I don't really want to get into like the Leafs Jackets in the weeds just yet, but just give me your overall thoughts on this like grid here. Like what are, what are some series that stand out to you? Like I can tell you right now that uh, Leafs Blue Jackets, obviously we do a Leaf podcast. Going to be watching that. I'm also going to be tuning into Oilers Blackhawks. Yeah. And Jets Flames. Yeah. I like the, I, I I'm with you on those. I like the Pens uh, Habs one too. That that's a yes. good, just those two logos side by side. It's like, that's going to be a good series. Yeah. I'm fired and up. Even but- though, even though it's not, sorry to cut you off there, even though it's not uh, a series, I will also be keeping an eye on those Lightning Bruins round robin matchups. Yes, yes. No, like, yes. I, I, man, like we, we talked about earlier, and we might have made jokes, but dude, it's been a, they, they've had a whole off season here. They've had like, longer than dude, an off they, this has been an off season. Like, this is like any guy who. Like Austin Matthews getting 50 goals, like that's gone, man. Like yeah. that is gone. Yeah. Like you could have, and hockey's different than the basketball too. It's like basketball. It's like yeah, your guy's got to take you there. But like you could have some rando who is just a middle of the road guy, just be in better shape and more condition and better ready for this for this quick upstart and just be a legend. You know, like this yep. is anybody's game for me. Anybody's man. If you're if you're the Leafs. Okay. Your season overall was disappointing. And like I'm to to what you were just saying, I'm not looking at this as like the playoffs from this past season. This is its own thing that this is just a tournament. Yeah. Out of nowhere. That's what this is to me. It's not like the postseason from the 2019-2020 season. It's no. just this is its new own thing. So if you're the Leafs, you've got this past season in the rearview mirror. You're in a position where because of COVID and because of the impact on the revenue for the National Hockey League, the salary cap will be stagnant for the next two years, which is not a good thing for the Maple Leafs. This is a humongous opportunity for you. It's on neutral territory, essentially. Yes, it's in Toronto, but there are no fans in the building. And you're living as though you're a visitor. You're not staying in your home. Yeah. This is a massive, massive opportunity for the Maple Leafs, in my opinion. I mean, I I look at this, 
this grid of teams and the only teams I'm confident in, in, in kind of just coming back and returning to form are the Bruins, the Capitals and the Blues. Everybody else, I, I, I have like this is anybody's ball game, man. Like yeah. other than yeah. that, like those, I think those three teams are gonna show up because they're just they're just too good. It doesn't matter about the layoff, just the the setup's too good. But man, you look at the other, like think about, I, I, think about. I don't love the matchup for the Leafs, but this whole thing, it's like you could have had Tampa or Boston in the first round, hundred percent. So let's let's take advantage here, and and yeah. There's worse matchups too, man. Like I think the Penguins are a worse matchup. Like they could have drawn Pittsburgh for some reason. Yeah, and, and I, I, man, I, I still don't love the matchup, but it, like it's, it, it's, it's gonna be hard to like temper your expectations because I, I heard guys talking. It's like if they don't make the conference final, is it going to be a disappointment? And it's like, I don't know if I can take that attitude into this, man. Yeah, like would I be disappointed if they get bounced in the first, like hundred percent? But like we're we're gonna see, man. It's like that first round of the MLB postseason too. Like for three out of five, like oh, anything dude, can this, happen. Man. This qualifying round is going to be insane. There's gonna be teams that just go down two zero like immediately, and it's like okay, either they get dusted or they come back. A couple factors too. Um, one. This is the first time. Like, so when did they announce this tournament? It was in like May. Sheldon Keefe and his staff have been watching Blue Jackets tape since they announced this tournament. When was the last time you had this amount of time to prepare for an opponent? Never. Never. Never, but I can I can almost promise you uh, that Torts didn't even need to watch tape on the Leafs because yeah. it's pretty obvious what you have to do. Yes. <laughs> if I could take a dig at the Leafs for a second. Yes. And then I know what this you're saying. Is the, in, this, in this era of, in the talking buds era of the Maple Leafs, Ryan, the Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Dubis, Freddie era, this is the first playoff series in which they are the favorite. Yeah, I think on paper they're the favorite. Me yes. personally, I, I, I think it's pretty, if I had to put odds on this, if I was a, uh, sports book i i would do it right down the middle i think this is a right down the middle series it's yeah. two completely opposite styles and it's just who's who's gonna show up that's it, it it's not even about how good your team is at this point it's about just who's gonna show up that for who's gonna show up and take the lead in that series yep 100 percent. i i understand the the nerves from some leaf fans too about the blue jackets like this is the same team that ran through the first place Tampa Bay Lightning last year, just on sheer effort. And, and it's, what is the one thing we constantly criticize the Leafs for? It's everything. It's it's their style of play is everything we want the Maple Leafs to do. And I'm sure Columbus, in a way, would be like, I would love to have all that firepower because sometimes I'm sure they lack that. But it's yep. it's just you're going against a team that like the reputation is just pure working their ass off. And yep. playing defense. And a coach that like demands that from them night in and night that out. That makes me nervous. Yes. No matter yes, how much I time agree. has gone by. Yeah, I totally agree. Another series that I think is a sleeper in here that might be pretty good is the Rangers and the Hurricanes. I think the Hurricanes, Ryan, if you want to put, if you were going to put 
some money down on a dark horse in the east, the Carolina Hurricanes are my team. I think either one of those teams. I think whatever team yeah. comes out of that series is a dark horse. Yeah. In my opinion. Okay, can I just say something? I'm I'm sitting here and my adrenaline's going and I'm I'm like so stoked for this and like how many times on this podcast have you and I talked about how the National Hockey League has a problem and we're Leaf fans and it's really hard to get us to care about any non-Leaf hockey game? They have just completely solved that problem here. And it's just, it wasn't their like great idea. It's just the circumstance that's yeah that's come upon us. And, and you just pray that just nothing bad happens. Yeah, there's not There's not whatever. But the point you made at the beginning where it's, let's go to Canada. Where yep. There's not fifteen thousand cases in a day. Yes, like let's. Yes, it, it, we can do it there, and and the yes. chances are a lot better. Yes, agreed. Like you look at Russell Westbrook was... in the NBA today. Like he's got COVID. That's not good. Yep. Nope. That's terrible. I think that's. I think that's such a smart decision to come here. And I know they didn't want to do it. I know that they have obligations to their partners in the U.S. and NBC and all that kind of stuff. And they really wanted Vegas, but like. They just they made the right decision by making the two hub cities by putting the two hub cities in Canada. Yeah, for sure. But I, I just don't yeah. think how um, any network in any country like it, at the end of the day, it's not going to matter, man. It's all going to be yeah. about worry about your broadcast. That that the teams will pull in what they need to pull in for your for your ratings. Yeah, I just I can't get past that. We are staring down one of the coolest pro sports tournaments we're ever going to see in our lifetime. I can't get past it. I think it's, I think this is so awesome. Like this is something you would make in a video game. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's, and I, I'm a little disappointed. The NBA didn't follow suit. And, but like you look at major league baseball, like a 60 game regular season. Mm-hmm. What? Like that's yeah, the greatest thing that's ever happened to that sport too. Yeah. And it's like 100%. all this negativity and that's happened in the world and all the, crap that we've had to deal with it's like this is finally where we might get rewarded it's like we get to see the most epic thing on planet earth when it comes to the nhl because of this 100 percent. before we move on from this i i um, was reading today like there's some speculation that like so if like the 12 p.m game runs long and they're in overtime then they might delay the start of the 2 p.m game or whatever like don't do that don't do that like the NFL doesn't do that. No, they play a million games at one o'clock with a bunch of teams yes. that could easily occupy primetime spots on television. Yes. Like, don't, don't do that. Like, and, and I know they're still a long ways off and I don't know what the league or Sportsnet or NBC has in development, but like, you could have an opportunity here to like introduce like a red zone type product. Yeah. It's just keep it running. Like people will watch yeah. what they want to watch. Yeah. They'll find the, yeah. they'll have split screens. They'll yeah. like, like you look at Rogers, like they, they all they do is promote watching TV on your phone. So you got your phone, yep. you got your laptop, you got your cable, or or if you're just subscribed to something, like it's just you'll find what you want to find. Don't don't delay it. Don't do that. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the Talking Buds podcast. If you want to follow along with us on social media, hit us up on our Instagram at Talking Buds Podcast. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks. The Talking Buds Podcast. 
try as we were talking about earlier on Maple Leafs training camp. That's right. July 13th. Maple Leafs training camp open today at their practice facility in Toronto. They invited a whole slew of players. The list is online. All the guys who covered them tweeted it today. They put it on their official Instagram. Ryan, when I look at this list of players who were invited to camp, two things stand out to me. No Jeremy Brocco. And yes, Nick Robertson. You want my take on that? Yes. Uh, let's say that they are cut from the same cloth, but one guy is kind of the hot, new, fresh dude and probably a better skater. And the other guy's just like, it, it's pretty clear at this point that Jeremy Brocko is just not going to get a chance here. And there's something, and I know he had some injury problems and he had a situation where he had to leave the Marlies last season, but they, it's, they are not feeling each other, our Brocco and the Leafs. No, it, dude, they have, they have all their players are good, skilled guys who can score. It's, it's, I know Dubas wants that every player on his roster to be like that, clearly judging by his moves and what he says in the media, but it's at this point, it's not even like it's, it's Babcock was kind of like, nah. And now it's moved into the new key fair. And it's like, you know what? Maybe this guy just, just no go. Yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, I, I don't know what to say. I, I don't small, know. The he's a small guy who has some skill, but is he going to, um, be like a top point getter in the league. It's like, no, you don't need another 50 point guy who has no edge, no skating ability. I wouldn't say no skating ability, but not for checking skating ability. Just, he doesn't bring anything to the table that is, is game changing. He's just the same mold of player that this team just loves to have on their roster. And now they have a new younger guy who just had a disgusting year in the O and is yep. probably a little bit better in other aspects of the game. And they're like, let's, you know what? This is the guy we want to have. He was a, he was today and has been a major talking point leading into camp has Nick Robertson. So like, I want I wanted to sort of unpack this with you. Like he had a monster year in the O playing for the Peterborough Peets, 84 points in 46 games. Every time I was on Twitter, I saw someone going on about, Nick Robertson is dominating yet again. And all this talk about him cracking the lineup. And if there was ever a year where a rookie could come in and make an immediate impact because the circumstances are wonky, it's this one, right? However, like, and I know that there's there's um, a segment of this fan base that'll get so mad when I start saying stuff like this, but it's like, I think we all need to settle down on Nick Robertson, okay? Like, He's 18 years old, and you're going to put him out there against one of the bigger, better defensive teams in the league. I I don't I don't know. He's going to have to show up and be out of this world for Sheldon Keefe to put him in against the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's just my take. So uh, basically what I'm trying to say is I think everyone needs to chill out with the expectations they're putting on 18-year-old Nick Robertson. My bitter Leaf fan just comes right out in me in this whole topic of discussion. 
Like we cannot let go of of the the next prospect that potentially could make a difference. All year it was Rasmus Sandin. A year before that it was all about Travis Dermott. And now we have a new shiny little toy who's having an unreal year in the O. And the last like look at Marner. Like Marner ripped up the O. Like I I get being excited for a guy who's putting up a lot of points and especially goals. Guy's got 55 genos. Like that's that's ridiculous. But yeah. it's like let's it, it, I hate Leaf fans when they just they, the new shiny toy. They, they they can't stop talking about it. This guy is not going to come in and make a huge difference with this hockey team. Yes, I agree. Like he will not. It, it, if if he does, like I will say I am wrong and I apologize, but I can almost promise you him being out of this lineup is like the last thing they need to worry about. Yeah, I he agree. will not I th- be a difference maker, even if he is in the lineup. And why? Like, I just, uh, I, I, I get frustrated. Why do we always have to just harp on the the next prospect and try and potentially bring up a dude who's not ready? Rasmus Sandin was not ready. Do I love the yeah. player? Yes, not ready. Why pull yeah. this guy up, even though it's a crazy circumstance? And you never know; he could be unreal. But in my opinion, what I've seen as a fan of this team for a long time. You better wait till that guy's ready. And because the fan base is all excited, it's not a reason to bring him up. Leave that, him. Yeah, I, I agree, man. And I think there's there's just way too much pressure being put on this kid. Like I was saying earlier that, you know, this is a huge opportunity for the Leafs and they've got a chance to really do something this year in the circumstance like this. And if that happens, Ryan, that's going to be because of Matthews, Nylander, Marner, Tavares, Riley, Freddie. Well, Rob, the thing too is the potential of a big opportunity. The guys that you just named who have been, who are the staple of this franchise have been around for a long time. Haven't even sniffed an opportunity. They haven't even proven that they can do it themselves in that core. How about the fan base worry about this core that we love and are sticking with because the contracts and whatever, this is the core we need to be worried about that. If they can win a round against the team that they can beat. Yep, like I'm I'm not worried about Nick Robertson. Like Nick Robertson, yay. Love the love having a great prospect in in the system. Who doesn't? Yeah. But this is about this core proving to themselves and to us that they can win around and show what it takes to get something done. I think Nick Robertson is going to get opportunities in uh the next couple weeks at camp. I think they're going to give him a real look in that one exhibition game, but I think He's gonna have to be. He's gonna have to be off. He's gonna have to be jumping off your screen in order for Sheldon Keefe to put him in game one well, just, against the Blue Jackets. Let's do the like. I, I know we haven't named the lines yet. I don't want to skip ahead, but just look at the lineup. Like who who is coming out? That's that's the question. Yeah. No. No. No one. No one. Well, the, now now that you're bringing up the lineup, Ryan, I thought of you instantly today when I looked at the second line and who was on Tavares' other wing. My boy. Yes. My boy. Back from injury. Ilya Mikheyev. And, yes. And, like, that's a, that's a potential guy that, like, could come out of the line. Because the guy played half a season. I loved his work ethic. I thought he was a difference maker when he was on the ice. But it's been a whole off season. And maybe he just comes back. He's not the same guy. So that's a potential player that you could see getting switched out for somebody. But from what I saw from him earlier in the season, I, I, I just, I want a player like that in my lineup. 
I want a guy who's going to just be relentless on the puck. Yep. I'm not going to pray Agreed. that a 55 goal scorer in the O is going to come up and be magic. I So basically, if you haven't seen the lineup yet, we'll just go f- through the first four lines because the last two are like bubble guys. So you've got Matthews, Hyman, Nylander, Tavares, Marner, Mikheyev, Kerfoot, Kapanen, Engvall. Don't love that line. Freddie the Goat, Spezza, and Kyle Clifford. I think Kyle Clifford in the lineup against a team like the Blue Jackets is important. Keep the guy in the lineup, man. Yes. Keep that yes. guy in the lineup. Yes. Like, just have Agreed. something there. Like, uh, I know you want some good time out of your fourth line, but just keep some some balls on the ice. Like, please. Yeah. yeah. And then, the uh, again, we'll skip the last defense pairing because they Callie Rosen, barring an injury, I just don't see it. You got Muzzin and Hull, Riley and CeCe, Dermot and Barry, Rasmus Sandin, and Marty Marinchin. Yeah, there's a... Man, that's... You wanna... <laughs> like, that's... We could talk about the core getting it done, but... You look oh, at yeah. that defense pairings, and it's like maybe, maybe oh. they just don't have the help. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hilarious reaction. Yeah, that maybe <laughs> they just don't have the help. Yeah, I saw that today too. I was like, I was like, I saw that, and I'm like, oh, Eli McKayev's back, nice. And then I saw the Kerfoot, Captain Engvall line, and I was like, eh, I don't really love that line. Yeah. But what, like, whatever third line, and then I looked at the defense pairings, and I was like, oh Jesus. Yeah, I I love the first two forward lines. They're going back to the Matthews, Hyman, Nylander, the old Babcocky in line. Yeah, but you know what? I Zach Hyman's proved enough to me now that they, if anybody's going to be ready to go game one, he, he's Hyman. number one on my list, hundred yep. percent. Well, and Ryan, the most important player for the Maple Leafs is starting in net. There is Kazmir no Kaskasulo. Yeah, Casimir Kask, Joseph Wool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about Freddie Anderson a little bit. This is going to be really interesting, man. Like he's he like everybody else is coming in cold and he, we talked endlessly on this show about the roller coaster ride that is Freddie Anderson and his inconsistent play and he they cannot afford to have him like Ryan, they go down one nothing in this series. Like if they if they get smoked in game one, and by smoked I'm saying like they lose four one for instance or something. You're bringing like up that, some right? emotions, even just saying that. Yeah, if that happens, people Ryan the 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 should they put Jack Campbell in, or they go down two nothing. If they go down two nothing, and unless they're like both close overtime losses. The the Jack Campbell goalie controversy is is coming. Get ready. Yeah, there's there's always a, a fresh goalie controversy. And, and, but just, man, just forget Freddie. Like, bringing that up, like, if they go down 1-0, oh, 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 I know. It, I like, know. It's over. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it. But like, <laughs> man, if the Leafs go up one zip, it's like, oh, the Jackets come back, play hard. The Leafs go down one zip, I'm like, that they're yeah. done. And, and Anderson, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I Freddie Anderson's a great goaltender. But do I have confidence that Freddie Anderson is going to win a Stanley Cup for the Toronto Maple Leafs? No, I don't. And I've never yeah, said that yeah, before. I don't. I and, think we're all kind of today's the first time now. in yeah, saying I that. But I, I think I'm at that point now where it's 
It, like, could he do it? Absolutely. Anything could happen in this world. But I, at this point, what I've seen in the playoffs, uh, his up and down streaks, I, I just don't think he can win a Stanley Cup being the number one goaltender of a hockey team, which I don't want to always... throw their, their chances out the window. But I, I just don't have that much confidence in him. Like, could he have a great couple of stretch of great games? Yeah, but man, that, that elimination game, he's been soft, bro. Like, just, yeah, yeah. He's got a lot to prove. He didn't have a great year. Could you so like so like you look at like we're all excited for this to come back, okay? So could you imagine like first games on August second, second games on August fourth? So like this whole thing starts on the first. So by August fifth, could you imagine if they're down two zip? Yeah, it could easily happen, man. Yeah, I know. Like I'm not like I'm not the optimist here. Like, if you're yeah. looking for some optimism for this team, like, don't come to me. I can promise yeah. you that right now. Yeah, yeah We might have had a whole offseason off, but nothing's changed. My opinion has not changed to this hockey team one bit. Well, and the fact that it, you you have said right from when they announced the tournament, you've been very vocal that you do not like this matchup. I hate this matchup, man. Yeah. I would love if the Leafs were playing the, 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 the Hurricanes or even the Rangers or... Or the Panthers. Like, I wouldn't yeah. love a New York series because the whole Tavares thing. But, like, if you look at all those teams, I, I the Islanders are pretty pretty defensively sound. But, man, when it comes to just pure work ethic, the thing that the Leafs suck at the most, you're playing the team that's probably the best at it out of all yeah. these qualifying rounds. May not have the most skill in the world like the Leafs do, but have the work ethic that the Leafs don't. And in yeah. the playoffs, sometimes work ethic is is more than you need. It, it can yeah. easily beat the skill. And I, I just, I don't know, man. It, and also in my head, it's, it's, it's a better matchup than the Bruins or the lightning. No doubt. So I can't get two down, but just, ah, man, stylistically, I just don't think it's a great matchup for them at all. Yeah. But they got to seize that opportunity, man. Anyways, we got, we got lots more time to break down that matchup. I think on our next, uh, barring some sort of major news announcement, I think on our next show, we'll really dive in and we'll take a look at the Blue Jackets. And well, and because, Ryan, this is the first time we've been able to do this. Usually it, be- it comes so fast and furious that we don't have time. But like, we've actually got time to go like NFL on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Just the defensive tape. systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch some tape. See if they're playing man coverage. Yes, and just like know how to like, like how how do we attack them in the offensive zone? What's their what's their PK like? What's their like? Chris Johnson said that the Leafs' best chance to win, and this is kind of an obvious answer, but the Leafs' best chance to win this series is on the power play. Which I I do not have a lot of confidence in. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it now. They're they they're the middle of the road PK team, and they don't have a great power play. They're they're at the bottom of the league in goals for, but they're right at the top for goals against. Yeah. So so so, just, it, so their plan their plan will be to beat the Leafs two one every night, which is very possible. To, to me, it's going to boil down to the Leafs pot their chances or not. Does yeah. Freddie make the big save? When he needs to, and do they just pot their chances? Because like, we can sit here and, and talk about it for blue in the face. They're gonna get outplayed. They're gonna get dummied. Like there's, there's yeah. no doubt about it. They're gonna get hemmed in. They're gonna get forechecked. And I, I, we've watched this team enough that they could do that and still pull out a victory. That's just the way their games go because of the style of team they are. 
I, there's no doubt that they're going to get hemmed in. But when it's time for them to to have their little offensive run and on their power plays, like you said, which is what they've sucked at in the past, like they better capitalize because you're not going to get oh, yeah. very many chances against this hockey team. Well, and I guarantee you what you just said is what Sheldon Keefe is saying. It just like this team is great at defending. You need to score when you get your opportunities. And if you don't, it's going to be a long night for you guys. And you, you, this team, Ryan, is going to be finishing every check. You're damn right they are. Yeah. Every single check will not be unfinished. Like, they are going to finish every check. And they're going to hit you hard. Yep. And you better show up and work. Like, you, you might get outworked most of the game. But, like, you know when the Leafs show up every once in a while and they work. It makes a huge difference. Like, you better work. This is the playoffs. Work. And this is, like, the new epic. Like, you, you and you got no time. Like, in a, in a four out of seven, you can go down one game and be like, oh, you know, it's fine. We're not worried about it. You 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 go down one nothing in a three out of five, your back's against the wall. Yeah, you got to like, come back and win. I feel like I sound like old old Babs when I tell them to work like that. Oh, what's the he? Where is he? Could you imagine? The skill. I heard this on the radio today, and I completely uh, um, agree with it. If he, was, if he was running this camp, you, we wouldn't even be – thinking about Nick Robertson right now wouldn't even but he'd be wouldn't even, he wouldn't even entertain that idea yeah I just oh man I I we have a lot to digest over the next couple of weeks but I just I got a it's lot of thinking eating. to do man like, it's gotta be like eating just babs alive like we got our notes right in front of us just scroll down look at those defense pairings man like oh <laughs> boy like those like those are some wild cards man Yep, I know. And, you know, Morgan Riley's going to play a lot of minutes. So you know, Muzzin's going to play some minutes. But like, and, I, I ho- like, always hope for the best for Dermot because he's a hometown guy. And I, I don't like saying anything bad about him. But, like, you look at, like, Hall and CeCe and Barry, and it's like, oof. Yikes. Well, that defense, that, that those defense pairings will get exposed the deeper the Leafs go. For they sure. get by Columbus and have to play – Washington, Boston, or Tampa, then they're really going to get exposed. I, I think I think you're de- you're bang on with that. Like in the first series, it's like you got to work. If you work in that series, you can win it. But once you start yeah. getting into the 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 more skilled teams that also work, it's yeah. Yikes, man! Cody, CC, oh boy. <laughs> well, you 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 don't have to get me started on Cody, CC. Yeah, like I, I, we've had a whole off season. Basically, and I, I'm looking Check at I'm looking tape. at this entire roster, and I would say about zero uh, percent of my opinion has changed about anybody. I still feel the same as we did before this whole thing started. And I, I I'm, what about what about uh, Nick Patan? I'm skeptical. Well, he's Nick Patan was on the Nick Patan was on the better hope that a couple guys go down because he's not seeing yeah. anything. Well, the the some of these names that popped out to me today, like. Dennis Malgin. Remember when they picked up Dennis Malgin? I, I think that the, the four lines they have at the top are just like, that's exactly what I thought they were going to be. Yep. And I'm not surprised. And, and, and maybe I don't see any of those guys coming out unless there's 
there's did you did you happen injury. to notice who's missing in there? Isn't Andreas Janssen? Mango. Yeah, Mango's I was looking still at hurt. like where the hell's Andreas Janssen? Mango's still hurt. They were saying that best case scenario, if the Leafs get to the second or this year third round, then he could potentially be ready to come back. Yeah, so but, they need but, to win. Who like? I'm not that sad about it. Let's just say no, that. No. Yeah, same, same. I don't. I don't think Mango is that much be the better difference. than Pierre Ringval. Like, I, I yeah, don't know. no, no. All right. Last thing to touch on before we get out of here is today. Austin Matthews did confirm that he did contract COVID nineteen while in Arizona. This was reported a couple weeks ago, and the Leafs didn't release an official statement on it. And everyone was really kind of it was it was a weird thing to talk about. So no one really touched it. And uh, he was asked about it today, and he did confirm that he did have it. And he said he was, quote, pretty much asymptomatic throughout the entire thing, but did go through the quarantine process and did not skate for two to three weeks. He since fully recovered and is ready to begin the season. He was at the first day of camp today. So Austin Matthews got the virus, made it through. He's here. He's ready to go. I'm not – I'm – I'm not too worried about yeah, it. It sounds sick, but it's almost a good thing that he got it. Like, not to sound bad, but like now you know how deathly serious this thing is. Yeah. Don't well, act like an idiot. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Could happen. No joke. Anyways, I think that'll do it for this week, buddy. We're good. We're back. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to be here with you throughout this tournament. We're going to try and get some postseason pints your way, Ryan. I am fired up for a postseason pint, buddy. Yeah, same. It's coming very soon. Yeah, coming very, very soon. We're stoked. We'll be back next week. And I think, Ryan, I think next week, let's do a deep dive on the Columbus Blue Jackets because we can do that. We're going to be... One of us is going to be the offensive coordinator. One of us is going to be the defensive coordinator. And we're going to take a look at the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm down. All right. Down. I'm into that. Thanks, everybody, for downloading. Thanks for sticking with us to this whole COVID craziness. We appreciate you guys so much. We will catch you next week. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, at every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. 
Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.